Hello and welcome back to the World As We Know It podcast. It has been a bit since I made an episode. This is just because I've been it's been hard to find time to record, but I have been writing a lot of scripts for episodes and writing notes. So, I was just looking through my audience analytics, and I would only assume that everybody that's listening to this I know, because that's really the only platform I show this on is Spotify, and the only place I can tell people about it is on Instagram. So I would assume that the only people that are listening to this are my followers on Instagram. But apparently, I have followers from the United States and Australia, so that's pretty cool. Just figured that out. Um, So we've talked about a few issues. I am obviously very passionate about all of them, or else why would I make this podcast? Now, today, we are going to be talking about shark finning slash poaching in general of sharks. Poaching of sharks, to clarify. Um, Yeah, so this is actually a... Probably going to be a fairly long episode today, which I'm glad about because the last ones have only been like 12 minutes to 16 minutes. So it'll be nice to have a longer podcast. It'll make me feel a bit more accomplished. <laughs> so with that, let's jump right into this episode. Hello, everybody. So as I said in the last little part, today is shark finning and poaching. So let's just get right into it and start. So I'm just going to go over some facts to start with, just to kind of establish a base of where we're going to, what we're going to talk about. So I'm just going to read through a list of like different, like fun facts, I guess you could call it, or like statistics so that we all kind of understand what's going on. So annually about 100 million sharks are killed to supply a bunch of different products. We'll talk about that later. That's about 1 million kilograms of fins, specifically. In 2019, the Canadian government actually passed legislation banning all the shark fin trade, which is very good. But, um, of course, there's still a black market for it. So that's going to be a bit harder of an issue to fight because... Well, the black market's always been hard to combat for almost all trades. Um, These sharks are finned while living, so they're alive when they are finned. And then if the people that are poaching them don't need anything else from them, they just throw them back into the ocean to bleed out and die, which is very painful. It's actually really sad, too. Makes (laughs) got me emotional when I watched a video. I watched a video on this, and it was really sad, and I, it almost brought me to tears, genuinely. When I look at all of these videos about all the topics I've watched, it is really sad, and especially when it involves animals, because they're other living beings, and I know they can feel pain, so yeah, it's really sad for me. Um, so those were just a few little sti- sorry statistics. Um, we're going to talk about a few reasons why... Sharks are absolutely necessary to the ecosystem of the world. As all of us know, sharks are a predator. Sharks are not prey. I think we can probably establish that as a general understanding. So, many of us would think, okay, why why are sharks necessary if they're a predator? Like, all they do is kill and eat, but 
this is a this is a big part of the food chain and the ecosystem because without animals not only sharks to take down the populations of the smaller fish that they eat the smaller fish can overpopulate and take over areas of the ocean and it's just really not good for the ecosystem as a whole so yeah sharks are apex predators of course and they play a vital role in maintaining the marine ecosystems so that's a big reason why a lot of people think that shark finning is this big evil thing. I mean, it is. Wow. Bit rusty, sorry about that. I'm just getting back into the recording. Been out for a while. So, when shark species and their... Oh, sorry, missing words... When shark population goes down, they struggle to get their numbers back up. Because unlike other animals, I'm not saying all animals reproduce very fast, but sharks are very slow reproducers. So it is very hard for them to keep up their population at a sustainable rate for people to fin them, which shouldn't happen anyway. It's completely insane. It's unnecessary. It is insane that shark finning is even allowed in some countries but yeah they can't sustain the amount of shark finning that happens each year so shark also it's not only dangerous for them it's dangerous for us because shark products we're not really supposed to be putting a bunch all that shark stuff in our products i mean there's mercury in it there's so much it's it's just bad for us. It's like somebody eating a bat. I mean, we all know how that worked out this year. I'm not saying it was it wasn't only a bat that the coronavirus came from. It was like livestock and unhealthy markets in Wuhan. So yeah, but we've seen that the mishandling of animal products has created serious issues for not only animals but ourselves. As we can see, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So, yeah, it's not only a crisis to the sharks, it's a crisis to us, the public health crisis. So, the stuff they use shark fin for, shark fin doesn't actually have taste, because I think we've all heard of shark fin soup. It's a common delicacy in Japan. So, or, I guess we could globalize that as Asia. It's a popular delicacy in Asia, and I'm gonna guarantee it gets shipped around the world but yeah it doesn't actually have any taste so the soup that you drink that has shark fin in it it doesn't taste like shark fin it's literally just whatever other type of things they that area decided to put in the soup so you can kind of see how unimportant it is to the actual soup it has no use in the soup it's just to make it look cool but Un we, we must understand that sharks aren't only hunted for their fins, they're hunted for their meat, leather, they are hunted to make health supplements. So, it's really not only that. Now, I'm going to talk to us, or you, sorry, <laughs> us, jeez. I'm going to talk to you guys about some products that have shark fin and shark products in them. So, we'll get right into that. Okay, let's talk about shark products. I guess we could generalize them as 
products that are made from sharks. So that would be like, I guess that would be primarily the leather and the meat from a shark and the fins, of course. I mean, the episode is literally called Shark Finning Crisis. So much like the palm oil crisis that we talked about, I think that was last episode. Sharks are poached for a lot of products. And some of these, I didn't even know. So some of like, I think I said that in the palm oil crisis too. Some of these really were like, it's like, whoa, that's a, that's a, that's made by a shark. Jeez. And a lot of them I already kind of knew just because like, it's kind of obvious. I just known that for a while. And that's been something I tried to avoid. But some of these are definitely really strange. So we're going to start off with one that we probably all know. It's white fish, like fillets, like, you know, the patties you can buy that are fish or fish fingers, imitation crab. These are all kind of things that we know probably contain shark, but also pet food. This one was so strange for me. I don't know why they put shark in pet food. I'm I'm probably going to look at that later on just because I'm curious about it, but I have no clue why they would put shark in pet food like my cat his name's charlie he eats pet food and i'm really curious now if his pet food contains shark (laughs) it's kind of a bit scary actually because that's something i didn't know and i've seen so many people own pets like dogs cats and it's probably in their pet food too um garden fertilizer has it this one you know it didn't necessarily surprise me, but it kind of was just like, I hadn't thought of it yet. Because garden fertilizer, it's definitely made out of a lot of like biological products and animal products because it's fertilizer. It's made to nutrify plants and soil. So it kind of makes sense that shark would be in that. Of course, I'm not condemning, or sorry, condemning, I'm not saying that it's okay for companies to put shark into the fertilizer. My whole goal in this episode is to condemn sharks being poached and finned for these products. Now, jewelry is also something sharks are used for. Now, I'm not talking about, like, gems and stuff. I'm talking about, like, those necklaces that had shark teeth on them. That's another piece of shark that is po- that is taken a lot when poached, is the shark teeth. Now, we all know that kid in elementary school that would have one of these. And they would always go to Mexico for trips or something, and they'd come back with a necklace that had a shark teeth on it. And we all thought it was the coolest thing. But now whenever I see a person walking around with a shark tooth on a thing, I'm like, is that fake? And if they say no, I'm just like, okay, wow. It just kind of pisses me off, right? Because then I'm like, oh, God. Seriously, I didn't know that before, but now I do, and now I feel bad, and I don't want to have to see people wearing that. Of course, along with jewelry goes souvenirs. There are souvenirs that have, like, shark teeth on them and all that kind of thing. Now, this one is really strange. Anti-aging cream. That, I mean, I've never used anti-aging cream. I'm 15. I don't need anti-aging cream yet. Notice the yet in there. So, what is shark used for in that? 
I couldn't find an explanation for it. It was really difficult. I couldn't find it, and I'm so confused what it's used for in anti-aging cream. I mean, like, I know a lot of... I guarantee you there's somebody in your life that uses anti-aging cream, like your grandpa or something. But why is shark in anti-aging cream? It's really funny. And it's also in skin lotion and deodorant. These are all kind of, like, products that we use to groom ourselves. So... Yeah, that kind of makes sense. It's an anti-aging cream, skin lotion, deodorant. It kind of goes along with that. It's kind of like the palm oil crisis. Palm oil is in a lot of soaps and shampoos and that kind of stuff and creams. So it makes sense that this is a lot like that. It's used in those. It's used in hair dye and conditioner, like I said before. Makeup, lip balm, sunscreen, face cleanser, all of this kind of stuff that goes along with that lotion in that lotion department. Now, this one I probably should have put with jewelry and souvenirs. It's wallets, purses, and handbags, and furniture, sorry, because it's used in a lot with, like, the leather of a shark. They'll use the leather to make wallets, purses, and handbags, and furniture, so, yeah, I probably should have put that up with um, jewelry and souvenirs. Um, this, sharks are used a lot to make vaccines. Now, this one surprised me a bit because I've never thought of vaccines as, like, using that type of animal. I just never thought of that. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's biological being on this planet that we use to protect ourselves from diseases. It's also used in medicinal creams. That could probably go with all the other creams. Supplements, energy drinks. That one kind of scared me, actually, because I know I've had energy drinks before, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I probably ingested shark. <laughs> yeah, not, not only are energy drinks contain shark, and now everybody probably shouldn't drink the ones that contain shark. They're also really bad for you. Monster, Red Bull... Um, so yeah, it's also in industrial lubricants and cleansers. That could probably go up with the lotions and stuff, because it's just in a general category. Now, we are going to move on to a little bit of a different thing. I know that usually we go through, like, what effects it has on the planet, what effects it has on the species, and the type of animal, and all the products that it's used in. But now we are going to talk about the destructive narrative around sharks. We all know it exists, and we're going to talk about that in the next part. Let's talk about the destructive narrative around sharks. We all know the shark movies, Jaws, all of that kind of thing, that show sharks as this big bad wolf of the sea. Sharks are shown as this evil thing that will kill you, when in reality, sharks aren't that bad. Yes, if you're messing around with a shark, you're going to get hurt. You should watch out for signs that say sharks are near this beach. You should pay attention to all that kind of thing so that you don't get hurt. If you walk onto a beach that has a sign that says sharks in area, and you choose to swim there anyway and you get bit, that is your fault. That is not anybody else's fault. That is your fault. That's not the shark's fault. That's your fault because you wandered onto the beach and ignored the signs. Sure, if you didn't see the sign, that might be a different thing. 
But because you watched the sign, if you read the sign and went on anyway, it's your own fault. And I think that these movies and all of these different ads and things that have promoted sharks as these evil things have really shown people that live on coastlines and near beaches that sharks are going to hurt them. And I think that this has brought them to ask their politicians to start to do things against sharks that might not be so humane and might be wrongly justified. There is evidence of this. In 2013 and 14, the Western Australian government deployed deployed drumlines to catch and kill sharks that were perceived as a threat. This is where... This is the evidence that I have. Because these movies and all of these narratives have made people think that sharks are going to hurt them. When in reality, as long as you don't go in a place where sharks are, and you don't mess with the sharks, they're not going to hurt you. Now, for those of you that don't know what a drumline is, a drumline catches sharks in like a net kind of thing, and it has GPSs on it, and it sends a signal to a command center or wherever they're monitoring the line from, and they go and they take that shark and they kill it. Now, the drumlines are supposed to be non-lethal, but after they catch the sharks, they kill them, so promoting this as a non-lethal drumline is pretty stupid because you kill them anyway. And this, these drumlines and these killings are promoted by politicians who want to get re-elected, so they do what their constituents want and they get rid of the sharks. The only reason that the constituents think that this is a good idea is because they are uninformed. That is the only reason that they think that this is a good idea is because they don't understand that sharks aren't going to hurt them. They think that sharks are going to hurt them. And that is definitely a narrative that we need to stop from happening. We need to make sure that people understand that as long as we give sharks their space, they won't hurt us. And I really think that people around the world believe that it is the animal's fault when they cross paths with it. If you're walking around in the jungle, let's say, and you find a big tiger and it attacks you, you are in its turf. You didn't pay attention, you weren't aware of your surroundings, and it's probably your fault because you were in the middle of the jungle and you got attacked by a, a big cat. I think that it's a lot like that with sharks, is that people believe that because they are in the ocean and they are around the coastline, that for some reason it's the sharks fighting that. No. And sharks don't even attack people that much. It's not a common thing. And this fear is so unfounded. And people believe that they are so entitled. That is why... We do so many stupid things. It's because we believe we are the center of the earth. And we believe that everything else is at fault. When we get hurt by it, we believe it is their fault. So, if I wandered onto a beach, I said this earlier in this episode, if I wandered onto a beach and there was a sign that said, Sharks in area, don't swim here. And I swam there anyway and got hurt. It is fully 
my fault. It's not the shark's fault. It's my fault. It's just like, say, you're at a zoo, and there's an enclosure with an animal in it, and you decide to jump in anyway, and you get hurt or killed by the animal. That's not your. F that's not their fault. It's not their animal's fault. That is your fault. It's the same out in the wild. If you're in a wild place, if you're in a forest, and you see a big animal, and you decide to not give it its, its space, it's going to hurt you. Well, I guess that depends on the animal, but if you know that an animal is dangerous, and you decide that you're going to approach it anyway, and it hurts you, that's not the animal's fault. That's your fault because you're being negligent. And I, I can't express that enough that it pisses me off so much when people think that these animals are at fault, when they are the ones that are not giving it space, not leaving it alone, and messing with it. And then they get mad when they get hurt. <laughs> I'm like, I'm lost for words. I get myself so riled up sometimes because it just makes me so mad. But yeah, that was this episode of my podcast. Another episode will be coming soon. Yeah. God. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. The next episode will be coming soon because obviously I already wrote a bunch. So have a good day and I'll see you on the next one.